Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Love Fruit Podcast. And today's guest is uh, Kostya Makarovic, technically Dr. Kostya or Kostya Makarovic from Slovenia. He's been nine years on a raw vegan diet. He is a, a PhD in material science and he works in material science, working in research and development. Um, he also has, uh, I believe, a couple of fruit farms or fruit orchards. And uh, I met Kostya probably around eight or nine years ago at the Slovenia Fruits and Health Festival. And I remember back then thinking, this guy's really doing this lifestyle really well. Like big bowls of fruit, huge salads every day. I saw he was, he was always eating abundantly and, uh, and enjoying life. So it's good to connect with you again, Kostya. Yeah, hi, thank you. And yes, you're right. Uh, we met uh, the Fruit Festival 2013 in Slovenia. It was a great pleasure to, to host such uh, such uh, event in Slovenia. And we had, we had great time. I remember you singing by the fire uh, with longer hair as now. <laughs> also, also, I, I uh, had a bit more hair as now. But yes, time flies, and uh, so far so good. Yes, so I I keep I keep uh, uh, doing raw from since since that time, and uh, I couldn't say that it's something it was something bad or, or something else. I was just enjoying, and uh, every year uh, the season brings um, the season brings something new. And or something something more in abundance than the other. So every year is a unique experience, and uh, this that I like. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to say about yourself? Uh, production. Well, you you say many things. Uh, maybe I would say that uh, I like I like to travel. I like to do sports. Uh, I am passionate diver. I build my own diving equipment like rebreeders and so on um i i explain this to my friends all, all the time because they know that i i like underwater photography underwater scenery and i am really i'm really um sorry for the loss of the variety and the, the ecosystem under the under the water which is constantly degrading in the last 20 years for sure, yeah, maybe 30 yeah, yeah. years since I am a diver. And uh, yeah, this, this, I, like, I like mountains as well. So we are constantly going to the mountains yeah. as well. And yeah, that's, that's basically it. Uh, we do every year, probably, we do some traveling. Um, my, my job allows me somehow to go for one month abroad so we can spend the my vacations there and of course the the seaside it's a slovenian very very uh, classical for slovenian for slovenians that we are going to the seaside at least for 14 days during the summer and the slovenian and especially croatian seaside is very nice and beautiful and Adriatic coast is really one of one of my best. So uh, this is this is where we go almost every year. 
Very cool. Yeah, it's a beautiful part of the world. And I'd never really probably even thought much about Slovenia until I went to that festival. And um, I was already in love with going to fruit festivals. And I was very keen on learning more from Dr. Doug Graham and Professor Rosalind Graham, and they were both going to be there. So that was one of the reasons. But how, how did you get involved in that? Were you part of that event or were you just an attendee? Uh, so, sorry, I didn't I didn't understand you this. Were you involved in the organization of that event? Uh, yes, at least a uh, uh, at least a part of. I was um, very in, in very close contact with the with the uh, uh, Koshe, who was the main organizer. And I was trying to help him with some with some other things. However, I was just uh, in in the finishing of my PhD, so it was it was a bit uh, a bit tough 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 time for me. So I could not promise to to take a part of, but I, I was helping beside. Otherwise, I was I was one of the translator of the book eighty ten ten in Slovenian language language. So. Therefore, we we were organizing this uh, everything uh, connected around this uh, in Slovenia. So yeah, I was I was involved, but not not uh, officially. Yeah. So let's go back to yourself. So what what was your lifestyle growing up? What was your diet? Was it kind of conventional for Slovenia? Uh, I, I wouldn't say, I mean, okay, in Slovenia, there is a huge variety of, of uh, cultures. Uh, it's a small country, but still many landscapes and so on. And I'm, I'm coming from the Western part, which has uh, much more influence with the, with the Mediterranean, Italian, right. Croatian, and, and this, this kind of, of lifestyle. So, uh, compared to the inland Slovenia, we prefer to eat much lighter food uh, and much more stews and all this stuff, salads, uh, and uh, much more Italian style, I would say, or Mediterranean style. However, of course, meat uh, last in last uh, half, I mean, after the Second World War, meat was... Uh, just uh, increasing in the diet of Slovenian of Slovenians as well as in Europeans for sure, and uh, of course uh, uh, my my surroundings uh, was following this trend. Uh, in any way, my father never liked meat, and he was always uh, staring away from it. Oh wow! And and because of the because of the compassion to the animals, he didn't want to eat uh, this cruelty, and uh, that's why somehow it came to me to finish eating meat by the end of first of the primary school. So I would say around two thousand and one, something like this. And uh, I was full vegetarian and I ate uh, very plain, not really complicated food. I include, of course, cheese, meat and, and sorry, cheese uh, and, and dairy products, but uh, ab absolutely no meat, absolutely no fish. Uh, and and uh, I, I was abandoning eggs 
in in few years then later uh, and my my for example i was very satisfied with a, with a meal just uh, potatoes with a piece of uh, cheese not prepared just cut and that's it and maybe maybe some some uh, olive oil a, a bit of oily olive oil in in beside and that that's that was my meal uh, like my my uh, my yeah. lunch for example yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, we usually eat some uh, pasta with with uh, vegetable sauce or something like this, and and of course beside that, uh, tomatoes and, and and zucchinis and all all this stuff. I didn't like prepared salads, and I always ate uh, like tomato in the garden. Just take the whole big tomato <laughs> and and eat it uh, like this. Or yeah, zucchini, yeah. like the big one, kilo or two kilos, and you just grab it and eat it, Very and cool. so on. So then later on, I came to the conclusion that for the milk and all this, uh, the animals are also involved, and that's maybe much better to not involve them. So I became vegan, and after becoming vegan, I was still thinking, um, that it's too complicated somehow. And then I find out, uh, well, I read the book, um, which is um, very popular in the German world. Uh, it's from Helmut Wannmacher. Uh, uh, in, in Slovenian transla translation, it's, it's, uh, it's like, um, if you want to be healthy, Forget about the cooking pot. Right. Um, I think in German it's, it's a bit it's similar, but I I, I don't remember exact exact uh, I mean uh, exact, uh, exact title. Anyway, uh, this was then uh, how to say turning point, and then I went to the Serbia on a road trip, and as we know, Serbia is very traditional country. Uh, meat is number one food, and uh, veganism is uh, something to be ashamed of. And I didn't want to didn't want to search for the vegan restaurant there. And I say I will eat some only what I find on the on the on the market, and it will be raw. I will not cook in the car or whatever. And uh, that's how I became raw vegan on ten. On first of October two thousand twelve, this is the this is the starting day of the trip. Wow! So it it happened because of being in Serbia. No, yeah, not not because I've been, but because I, I I went to traveling and it was much easier. And then I just continued. Ah, so had you heard about the diet before? Were you had you tried it before? Had you read about it, or you were just from that German book? Is that the only thing that you'd read? The the only thing uh, I know from from about the raw food and all this stuff was from this book, but not not read by me because my mother was bringing this book to for to home. Maybe a few, maybe five years before I bring it uh, to home and I read it. 
and uh, she was explaining to me some of these ideas which are which are uh, written in this book and uh, by the way this book is quoting uh, shelton and 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 all this uh, early hygienist a lot so the the idea of of uh, hygiene and, and and natural hygiene and all this stuff was somehow subconsciously presented to me before i i uh, reinvented it uh, for myself. Right. So, how did you find that change going on to raw foods from what you were doing before? Did you experience any benefit or change to your diet? Um, since I was really eating very plain, I didn't miss too much. Uh, I mean, I didn't miss complications so it was very easy for me even even how to say much easier also to prepare much faster much uh, this is these are these are the absolutely advantages uh, however i was um, a bit misled with uh, so many informations on internet to eat so much, to eat not too much, to eat this kind of food more, to eat this less. And then maybe I was, um, how to say, didn't listen to myself too much. Sure. Uh, but this only result uh, in uh, losing few kilos. Uh, but so I was skinny, but then later on I, I, gained, I gained back uh, all the weight weight I lose maybe in this in this learning learning time, and nowadays I'm like maybe few years few kilos sorry few kilos lighter than than I was in a, on a on a traditional diet I would say. Right, so you lost some weight. Yeah, but that that's that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, and. How did you um, make that? How long did it take for you to feel comfortable on that diet or make a, make a transition to that diet, would you say? Huh, to, to really say that's it? Ah, what to say? I, I, I mean, I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't that, um, how to say, I wasn't that... Frustrated about this diet from the beginning on. Maybe I was just, uh, how to say, to for myself to say, well, that's it. Maybe it takes seven years. I would say. Seven years. Yeah, I mean, it was it was same also before, but you know, to to convince yourself that. That's really is maybe seven years, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. As you know, I am a I am a scientist, so everything should be double checked, uh, double blind placebo, and all this stuff. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but yeah. <laughs> Did you make any mistakes at that time? Mm, yeah, the first mistake. I mean, yes, of course. I mean, what whatever you call mistake, I I, I think the biggest mistake was. Uh, uh, eating the diet with somebody is prescribing you. So uh, eating 30 bananas a day, for example, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but still, 
I mean, forcing to eat something which you don't really care for uh, because you should. But yeah, I mean, um, this this is this is something which 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 is um, not really good. I would say, of course, uh, I agree. I agree with with the fruit based diet and all this stuff. I agree with the low 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 fat low fat uh, diet and so on. But still, still, I wouldn't say uh, that it's very good to force anything in your diet uh, if you don't if you don't feel it. Um, and the other the other uh, mistake, which is also maybe not really a mistake, but I uh, the improvement of uh, later on was to include much more variety of food than just uh, three 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 uh, fruits per three months, for example. Now nowadays nowadays uh, we are eating much more than just three three fruit variety. I mean three fruit types uh, in in one month, for example. Sure, sure. So you did you even in winter? Did you come across 80-10-10 style diet quite soon on that on that journey? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, basically, it was just at the beginning. So uh, I started. Uh, I mean, I approach it maybe maybe three three two three months later when mm -hmm. after I started. But also, also from from that point of view, uh, the the book which I I am reading I'm I'm talking about at, be, at the beginning, so the the, the German book was also uh, promoting fruit as the basic of the diet. So this is and a, a really small amount of fatty fatty foods like nuts and seeds and all this stuff, maybe a handful per day maximum, and so on. So it was basically. It was basically it. Wow, that's amazing. I've never I've never really heard of many books prior to 81010 that were that, that were promoting that. That's pretty cool. So um with that uh I guess with the that kind of diet, did it take you a while to well, here's, here's another question I'd like to as as a scientist, was it something did you did you want to research it and not understand it and and uh, look further into it? Did you do any of that kind of work? No, basically I didn't do much research on this. The mm -hmm. only research I did it, but mainly for myself and not not really as a, in a scientific way. So the method, the analytic methods were not very, very precise. I analyze uh, different, uh, different fruits and vegetables about the mineral content in it and uh, compare this to the Briggs values and all this stuff. And uh, well, it's, it's interesting uh, in, some, in some cases, uh, some mineral is more prevalent than in other, in other uh, type of fruits. And so on. There is no uh, huge conclusions. Basically, uh, the things which tasted more and better, they have also a much more 
mineral content and per perhaps also also bricks values for the same type of the same type of Okay. I'm talking about Briggs values, maybe for those who don't know what is this, Briggs value is actually the uh, amount of total solids uh, dissolved in the fruit juice. So this, this contains sugars and minerals, and of course, the mini, minimal amount of uh, vitamins as well, but uh, the, the, the major, the major uh, constituent of total solids in fruit juice is sugar and the minerals. Interesting, interesting. So, um, is there anything interesting you found when you were doing that sort of research that was surprising to you? Well, yeah, I was I was actually surprised when, when the experiment was done like this, that I take the grapes, for example, 100 grams of grapes and put it in a, in a, in a jar, and uh, then I have to burn it. So at... Uh, Five six hundred degrees C for one hour, and uh, of course, what it remains is only the ashes. <laughs> so, uh, and I was surprised. Uh, well, when you burn the salad, of course, you you got like the powder, uh, but when I burn the grapes, I find the the balls of uh, like the of the mineral uh, of ashes, wow. and the. That's why, I mean, why is this? Because uh, the majority of uh, minerals are basically in the, in the skin of the fruit, for example, for the grapes, and not so much in the inside. So this was, this was like very nice to see. Uh, and the, this was some kind of, uh, uh, how to say, uh, the reason why to eat uh, whole fruits. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So that's very interesting because obviously a lot of people like to juice their food and get rid of the the fiber and they, you know, they think this is maybe a good idea for digestion or whatever. But you're saying that actually they're removing quite a lot of the nutrients then. Yeah, it depends on how good you juice them. If you if you really squeeze out everything from also from the from the peel or, or the, for the, of the skin of the, of the grapes, then maybe, maybe the minerals will also penetrate to the fruit juice and you will not lose much, sure. uh, but maybe you can, yeah. If you just press and squeeze like by hand, for sure, for sure, not much is, is, is uh, yeah. uh, in the fruit juice. Awesome, awesome. So let's talk about Slovenia a little bit, which obviously you've, uh, you, you lived in for a long time. So. How do you feel about doing this diet in Slovenia? Well, at the beginning, uh, we were quite a big society of uh, raw food, raw food uh, diet people. Uh, basically, um, well, we, we meet in some events like the fruit festival, the, the, the opening, the, the, the presentation of the new translation of 801010 book and so on. We also uh, translated grain damage. We had some some new, some few more uh, ideas to, to 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 come, but then later on the, the enthusiasm somehow diminished. Yeah. But I still continue to have like at least 
every three months, something like this, and uh, a raw food gathering in my apartment. We meet each other and we, we maybe eat plain food, plain fruits or something like this. It was like a fruit look. And, uh, but also this was diminishing uh, until maybe a few months before, before uh, 2012, uh, 2020, sorry, um, when uh, there was not enough people to, to be able to organize. I mean, it was, it was just me and, uh, and uh, uh, Urshka, so my, my, my girlfriend and, and maybe one or two others. So yeah. it's more or less a private meeting than than a, a fruit look, and then I decided to cancel. Um, then it was not allowed because of stupid rules uh, <laughs> of of uh, this pandemic, I would say. And then um, late now for now on now we have babies, so so we don't even we don't even. Uh, have time to organize this anymore but nobody else is organizing either um but yeah there are still there are still of course some other people uh, which are raw food diets uh, which are eating raw food or 80 10 10 or this kind of food based diet in slovenia uh, but they are not not as many as, as at the beginning i would say yeah sure sure so there's, there's a bit of an enthusiasm there at that time um so i my impression of slovenia my memory is that there was uh quite good fruit markets and there was figs and things like that and a lot of people when I, when we were driving around slovenia i saw a lot of people growing their own fruit i saw many many fruit trees is that something that you would say is that correct or it, it is correct. They say that for the Slovenian, the most important thing of the of the house is a is a garden, vegetable garden. Uh, this is something in tradition. Uh, but also growing fruit. Uh, I mean, we have we have at least um, few quite good wine growing uh, regions. So the wine growing regions are known for known for good uh, climate. Uh, and uh, of course, we have a part of the uh, region which is Mediterranean climate, so you can grow figs, you can grow all the Mediterranean fruits. Also, in some regions, also oranges and uh, mandarins, and uh, of course, figs. Figs can be grown also, also on the other not non-Mediterranean uh, parts of Slovenia. Uh, and we have also the part of Slovenia, which are very known for, for plums and, uh, and apples and pears. And uh, so that therefore, yeah, it is, it is uh, quite, quite common that, that fruit trees are grown. And I, I believe this is uh, origin from the Austro-Hungarian Imperium from maybe 1750 uh, or, or 1850s. In this in this age, uh, where there was uh, poverty and not much food present, and uh, the Maria Theresia, who was uh, was the uh, how this the queen of of Austro-Hungarians, she make a law that every every house should have one pear tree, one whatever trees. 
and I think from that reason, uh, for that reason, uh, these fruit trees are still present. Wow, wow, yeah. So, what's a typical day like for you on your diet? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, well, when I'm when I'm when I am at work, I start work at seven, and it's about fifty kilometers from Ljubljana. So I have to wake up at six to be there at seven. And I don't eat till 10.30, for example. And then I eat some juicy fruits usually. Uh, nowadays, melons or, or oranges uh, in, in the winter time. Uh, then when I come, come home at four, for example, then we eat together another fruit, uh, usually more, more, uh, more sweet fruit. I would say uh, nowadays we still have persimmons, uh, but, but the frozen one, uh, all the, all the uh, remainings which could, which could not eat fresh, we put in the freezer and then we eat it later on when there is not so much abundance of, of uh, homegrown fruit. And uh, this is, for example, uh, one of the ideas. So maybe one kilo, one kilo of persimmons per, per, uh, per meal. And then later on, maybe one fruit more before the, before the evening salad. But this evening, uh, this fruit is not, not always, uh, depends on how hungry I am I and uh, how active am I. And this, the evening salad is very simple salad, usually consisting of homegrown greens or the local greens from, we have also a very good connection with one farm. Uh, she grown, I mean, there, there, there they grown quite uh, tasty uh, greens um, and, and, other, and other vegetables. And uh, we usually put inside some tomatoes, avocados, um, basically that's it. In the, in the summertime, we, we put beside also the zucchinis, the cucumbers, uh, peppers, mm. that's it. And uh, sometimes we eat uh, after the salad some uh, nuts or seeds. Mm -hmm. That's it. And do you include any supplements in your diet? We do. We do. Uh, we do include the B12, but in uh, very, very small amounts. I prepare the solution for myself. I buy, the, I buy the ampules for the injections and I dilute this with the water. And then we eat one milliliter of this dilute, diluted water every day or plan is, it is planned to have every day, but we don't, uh, we forget some, sometimes. So we are not, some, how, somehow to say fixed every day we have to do such amount sure. uh, and it's um, by the calculation we eat approximately 20 micrograms of b12 per day 
And why we are doing this, we never had any symptoms at all of B12 deficiency, but the blood test uh, reveals that uh, our B12 was on the bottom level. Uh, and then I say, oh, let's start. Let's, let's uh, check what, what is going to be if we really take really small amount orally and uh, the B12 level improved a lot, very fast. And now we are keeping somehow a plateau value of around 400 units. I don't know which one, millimoles per liter, I, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the other thing, the other thing which we include is the potassium iodide. Again, in very, very small solution. We don't eat salt, we don't eat, uh, we don't eat, uh, Iodized, salt, iodized uh, salt, and uh, we had we had troubles with the, not not really troubles. Still, again, no symptoms at all. But uh, our thyroid hormones were getting low, especially T3, I guess. Um, sorry, it was high. I have to check this. I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway. Um, and before, and, and me and Urska as well. So my, my, my girlfriend, she had similar, similar uh, blood, blood test. Uh, I mean, similar result of blood test. And uh, before, before having baby, they recommend, uh, the doctors not only recommend, but they insist that the thyroid hormones should be all, all fine because of the possible cretinism, which is, uh, which can, can be uh, as a consequence of this. Mm -hmm. And then we were thinking what to do. Uh, the specialist uh, tries to, to um, uh, prescribe us the artificial hormones uh, for the thyroids and we, we didn't uh, agree with it. And we uh, then I then I say, okay, we are, we are not eating salt and so on. So let's try to have like, the solution of this, I prepare it on my own again, and uh, of course, in, in in one month, everything was okay. Everything was perfect, even though previous results was four or five years was not not perfect, but without any symptoms. So we didn't care much because we feel perfectly fine, but still, the blood tests were not okay, and at least for the doctors, will be very 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 complicated. To, to agree with such results, especially with a during pregnancy. And, uh, but nowadays, now, now it's everything like very, very good and uh, everything in range. Nobody, nobody said nothing, everything perfect. And of course we are not, we are not on, on artificial hormones. And, uh, and our doctors of course agree, agrees with, with with this, uh, with this, and uh, everything is fine, and that's it. I think we 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 don't eat we don't eat anything else. So, were you saying that just to explain that because you found your um, thyroid levels were low, that you took potassium iodide? Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. But we don't know if, if this is the I mean if the, if the if the deficiency of I, of iodine is the really really reason for that, 
but for sure, for sure, potassium iodide has something to do with our with our uh, thyroid hormones. Okay, thank you, thank you. So, outside of um, the diet, what other aspects of your lifestyle are are important in terms of maintaining health? Yes, of course it is. I mean, I cannot imagine that uh, I would, I could do so much things and uh, with such energy as I would do on on a traditional diet. I'm I'm sure not because first of all, it will take a lot of my time for preparing food, and the second of all, I guess I could not, I could not do it uh, energetically in an energetic, energetical sense. Sorry, what I was asking was outside of the diet, what are the other things in your lifestyle that are important to you for maintaining your health? Oh yeah, of course, of course, absolutely. I mean, as, as I, as I uh, already explained, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, go to raw food only because of the diet but also because of other, other aspects uh, of, of health living, which I implement in, beside the raw food diet. I was very active from the beginning on, so I was very active also on, on the traditional diet. So diet didn't, didn't, didn't make very much difference on, on being active for myself. Um, of course, I was I was uh, improving uh, much more to to get rid of chemicals from my my uh, apartment and my my environment. So we don't use we don't use any any artificial stuff uh, for cleaning. We prepare our own soup soap for for uh, cleaning the the dishes or or the or the. Uh, washing clothes uh, we are preparing our own uh, washing uh, powder we are um, cleaning our floors with uh, only a solution of uh, soda so, so sodium carbonate uh, and water and uh, we are not washing our uh, clothes with anything else than just to Few few things which are which are absolutely non non toxic to the environment. Right, right. So you're telling me you've done a bit of travel, and what have been some of your experiences with traveling on this lifestyle? Where have been some of the the good places that you visited? Uh, we met, we we see a lot of a lot of different countries. Um, we spent more than three months in Southeast Asia. I was traveling uh, several times to uh, Thailand, Cambodia, uh, Laos. I was in China as well. I was uh, in Colombia, in Mexico last uh, this year. And of course we have uh, done several road trips uh, in 2012. We were on a road trip through Italia, call it Italy. So uh, we, we made the road trip 6,050 6, kilometers by car. And, uh, but in my impression, and, and I, was, I was traveling even before, while not being on raw, raw food diet, Peru, Bolivia, Chile, Ar Argentina, 
Uh, of course, I will not talk, talk about the European countries because uh, I visit most of them. Uh, but anyway, I was also mostly every year I go to Russia, at least to Moscow. Uh, business, but anyway, it's still it's still raw food raw, raw foods there as well. They have perfect tomatoes in Moscow, by the way, but they're expensive. They are from Uzbekistan, but really something to treat wow. uh, yourself. Uh, but in my impression, I would say uh, Thailand is uh, has the best fruit eating culture. So you can get very easy ripe and good quality of fruits, and they know uh, what what to offer you to taste good because they also like sweet sweet and good tasting fruits. Uh, in Colombia, I would also say they have nice fruits. Uh, I was a bit a bit um, how to say not really impressed about the Mexican fruits, especially not in Yucatan region. Uh, however, you could find something really good, but the culture of eating fruits is not, not as developed as, as in Thailand. And I ate the best, the best uh, 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 pineapples in Laos, in a city named Phon Savan. Uh, it's a bit higher, 1,000 meter above sea level, and those pineapples were amazing. Uh, I, I we were we we bought them for three days, uh, like to have one each day each, and then I ate everything in one in one night. So they were so good. <laughs> we ate maybe five five pineapples each, and it was like eating mango. Very oh, sweet, wow. completely, completely without acid, and I was absolutely not burnt at all. Mm, mm. So really, something to recommend. And the Briggs value of those were, I think, twenty-five, which average average for the pineapple is fifty. So this is like very, very high and so good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so you've always been able to stay raw wherever you've traveled. Yeah, easy, easy. Uh, it's much easier than than uh, being non-raw. Mm -hmm. So you've been obviously to events and you've met other raw vegans. Do you see what are some of the mistakes you see people making on this diet? Well, there are many mistakes. The, the biggest mistake is uh, not allow yourself to stay on it. Uh, this is the biggest mistake and why this happened, there are many, many reasons for that. Uh, one of them is for sure that they don't allow themselves to have enough variety of fruits and to have uh, enough variety of other, uh, another foods and they don't allow themselves to experiment with the diet. I mean, I don't think it's something very bad if you try to, to have a bit more avocados every night, maybe to try to, to have it a bit less, to be absolutely no fat a few days, 
It's not bad if you allow yourself to eat only salad a few days. It's not bad if you allow yourself to eat only bananas for a few days and so on. I think they are too rigid in, in, uh, in, in what they, they, they meant to be healthy. And then they fail because they just are locked in some space. And maybe, maybe it's just another salad or another fruit which, will, we, which would save them to, to get off the diet. But uh, this is not allowed. So they don't do it and they go back completely, which is completely nonsense. I mean, why, why, why to abandon something uh, which works most of the time, but not once? I mean, then it's crazy. It's not, it's not nice. Yeah, okay. But for, for some reason also, I mean, it's, it's something you have to decide for yourself. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like decision whether you smoke or whether you not don't smoke whether you go we, we go you go for a for a walk or whether you don't go for a walk you will not die uh, if you don't go for a walk uh, today but you will die if you don't go for a walk every day for a whole life and yeah. uh, it, it's similar with with also with this I mean it, you will not die if you will eat few few meals of cooked food. But uh, most probably you will not be as healthy as, as you would be if you eat a uh, much better quality of fruits, uh, food like fruits. Mm. And uh, this is something that uh, you have to decide for yourself uh, whether you will be dedicated on this or whether you, will, you would like to have like pizza. And, uh, but if you, if you will think and and uh, if you are if you would like to think about pizza, then and and don't make clear in your hand, in your head why what you are, why you would uh, have some something else. Then you will not stay on raw food diet because it's uh, uh, the consequences are not so um, pronounced if you don't do really big mistakes. I mean, big big, yeah. And what are your best pieces of advice for beginners to this diet? Oof. It's many things to, to include, but first of all, sleep a lot. I mean, enough. Uh, second of all, don't pay too much attention on, on the diet. Keep balance of every aspect of healthful living. Uh, in the book uh, 365 of Doug Graham, they are very nice listed, which 32 aspects of healthy life should be included. The diet is only one of, of course, important, but if you will keep eating fruits and, uh, and enjoying the healthy lifestyle, the, the diet will be improving up, uh, uh, automatically. And the, the, the third thing I would say, be uh, relaxed and listen to yourself. I mean, don't, don't uh, be too, uh, too limited. Don't look like this. Be, be open and uh, analyze yourself. So how, how did I feel if I ate 
15 bananas. How did I feel if I ate five uh, avocados? How do I feel if I eat very bad avocado? How do I feel if I eat very good avocado? How do I feel if I eat very bad melon? Uh, how do I feel if I, re I, if I eat small amount of very, very good one? And so on. This is this is things you have to learn. Nobody nobody learned us uh, to to eat raw in our childhood, and that's why we have to learn it later on. And it's much much more much more difficult because if if you know only one story, then it's much easier than if you know two stories. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. So to to unlearn unlearn things is much more difficult than to learn new things. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So um, you now have a child. So do you want to talk about you and your partner and the the pregnancy and how everything's gone for your child as well? Mm, yeah. Well, uh, you. Maybe maybe I, I get you wrong, but you are asking me how how we get through the pregnancy and the yeah. If you, if you just want to talk about if you just want to talk about that and if there were any challenges or how did as a, as raw vegan parents how did you experience that pregnancy was it was it typical was it better than usual easier than usual or what were there any challenges you know. Well, the, the pregnancy was was nice. The pregnancy was really my my, my girlfriend was very active uh, every day, at least two hours of walking. She was having fun uh, on 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 the fresh air, sunshine, and so on. Uh, the diet didn't uh, change much for her. Maybe she includes one avocado more, one piece of fruit more, but not much, not much, really not much. She didn't gain much weight. She gained maybe four kilos, which is a bit low, a bit low, but uh, everything was perfect. She was able to walk uh, all the time. Uh, after three, day, three days after due, due date, we were hiking. And by the mistake, we went on a hill uh, with 600 uh, meters of elevation gain. It was not planned, but it was her choice. <laughs> she didn't know that it's that high, but uh, it was nice, and we we were able to to go up and down, and everything was perfect. And uh, we and our our little Leo was born uh, nine days after due date. He was a bit uh, smaller and a bit lighter than than the average, but everything like perfect. Uh, however, the 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 birth itself was not very easy because we had uh, some complications. Uh, he was turned, he was turned upside down, of course, but the opposite way. And uh, for such pregnant, for such birth, uh, it's very classical that it uh, took longer. And in in majority of cases, uh, you cannot do it uh, without cesarean section. However, we did it. We 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 have uh, we we did it at home. We we um, we have a midwife and doula, and uh, we have a home birth. And we did it. It took thirteen hours, 
but uh, with the with the slips uh, in in between so everything relaxed no panic at all and everything was uh, just perfect uh, the the first phase of, of the of the The, I, I forget the the, the, the paper is it? of giving birth was mm -hmm. was longer, but then the transition to 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 get out was very fast. Like the midwife midwife was saying that uh, she didn't expect that it will be so fast. Uh, on average, it it took two hours, but in our case, it was just thirty minutes. It was just really express. When everything starts to, to get off and to get out, then it went out like very, very fast. But to, to get to there, it was it was a more tough story, but not, not very problematic. However, our midwife said that if we would be in, in a hospital, we, we would for sure end with the cesarean section uh, as a very, very problematic birth. Right. Uh, but so far so good. She was after three hours. She was uh, perfectly fine. Uh, maybe half an hour after the birth, she was able to to go to the toilet alone. And the, the midwife and and the doula was uh, saying to her, "Wow, you are going alone. Maybe you will fall down and, all, and so." But yeah. she she was perfectly okay, and uh, so on. Yeah. And the first the first meal after the, the, the birth was uh, sleeping, three hours of sleeping, and then the peaches. <laughs> <laughs> and is your baby eating any fruit yet, or is, are they still fresh? Yeah, uh, we, we are starting uh, to introduce him, not, not, not really to introduce, but he, he'd he would like to know uh, what we are doing. And he came to us and uh, see what we are doing, and we don't prevent him for for uh, tasting the the fruits like this, but we we only when when we give him the fruits we may at the beginning we only give him some fruit juice like half uh, half deciliter so 50 milliliters of fruit juice like orange juice, but now later later on now now we give him also like a piece of orange and then he sucks or a piece of orange or melon or mangoes in Mexico or ananas and so on. So bananas sometimes, yes, also. But but he's, I mean, he's still breastfeeding a lot. Maybe more than 90% of food is still coming from breastfeeding. But this, this fruit is just for introduction to introducing himself with the, the new food and all this stuff. And he, he like to, he really enjoys this new new uh, i mean new 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 things in his mouth amazing awesome. and uh, really we would really like to wait uh before the introduction of solid foods to have the 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 teeth teeth at the moment he's just start start to teething but when he could uh, really uh, chew then then he will of course uh, eat majority of fruits uh compared to to breast milk but it's still time to, to do it great so what are your plans going forward costia do you i imagine you plan to stay on this diet and 
I, I think you told me you had some fruit orchards and things like that. So you're growing some fruit. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes, we do have me and, and my girlfriend. We have uh, started uh, the fruit orchard independently. So now we join, we join them together, but they are in two different locations, 100 kilometers in between and two different climates. So, uh, but now, now the, the trees are uh, seven years, the, the older tree is uh, seven years old. Uh, hopefully this year we will start to have some cherries. So the, the, the blossom was very nice. Uh, so, and, and some, some, maybe some apples as well in, in the Wurska's place. And of course, uh, we would like to, to improve, improve this uh, food orchard uh, till the, till the, the, the mature fruits. And uh, we like to, we like to be there because it's in the middle of nature, uh, like very, very remote, very remote places. And uh, of course, we, we would like, uh, and we will, I mean, there is no reason to, to, to not stay on, on this lifestyle. And uh, that's, that's it. It's, it's easy and, and, and plain and very, very comfortable, yeah. Thank you very much. Well, um, I, I want to just thank you for joining us today and sharing about your life and 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 everything and, and do you have any final thoughts or any final words before we come to an end who you say that i did not don't not don't need to, to be prepared for so uh maybe maybe i i i really don't know how to how to say but uh, yeah i really if you are interested in this uh, lifestyle i recommend it at least to try uh and uh don't don't uh, how to say don't get off the the lifestyle with the one only single problem but uh, sure. take your time and and you will you will see that uh, many things many things it's much better than on any other lifestyle well thank you thank you very much for joining me today costia and I uh, appreciate everyone that's watching and listening. Please feel free to subscribe to the channel or um, subscribe to the podcast and give us some, some comment and feedback. Rate the podcast if you like it and please share it with other people that you think it might, it might help. Um, we also have Friday night free uh, gatherings on Friday nights via Zoom, Fruity Fridays. And you can get more information about these things if you go to fruitfest.co.uk. You can join our newsletter and you can also learn more about the UK Fruit Fest um the uh, uh raw vegan festival held in the uk each year so thank you very much for joining me costia thanks everyone for watching and we'll see you in another episode of the love fruit podcast thank you ronnie and it was very nice to see you again bye bye